grab your wine, put your headphones on and relax. Let's rip open the cover of the sealed section. Welcome to After Dark with Louise Wilkinson. Brought to you by Flirt Adult Store Hamilton. Well, here we are with the full moon and a sexy show for you all. Hope you're all well out there. Tonight, Jasmine will be redefining what the definition of sex is. We all have an idea that it's a beginning and an end. Well, Jasmine's here to shake up your construct of what constitutes an amazing sexual experience. Sindra is along and today she tells me that she has a bit of a talking to to give me. I'm a little bit scared. She's going to be talking about the ins and outs of dating apps and why she thinks I should jump back in the pool. Stay tuned for that one. And one half of the Ugly Truth Boys will be joining us for their pub sex advice, where they answer your questions. Only Bartley is in the building tonight. We're not quite sure where Mux is, but we're going to press on regardless. That's all coming up tonight on After Dark. Want to unlock your pleasure? Jasmine invites you to push past your limiting beliefs around sex and love. It's Conscious Sexuality. Okay, well, it is my absolute pleasure to welcome back to After Dark the lovely Jasmine from Conscious Sexuality. Hello. Hello, Louise. Ah, oh, look, <laughs> now, comfy. today we're talking about something that you're really passionate about and I love yes. how you frame your work. So do you want to jump into what we're talking about today? Yes, I want to talk about that foreplay is an outdated term and all sex is sex. Interesting concept because we're all told that we have to engage in foreplay. Yes. You know, and if that's not happening, then it's it's not cooking. And you're here to challenge that. I am. Yes, I'm always here to challenge. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So fill us in. So, okay, foreplay is an outdated term. All right. Well, this is bad news for me. Um, <laughs> so, you know, don't mind a bit, but uh, let's, let's, you can expand my mind, which you usually do. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. So the idea in that foreplay is an outdated term is because we don't need to have a warm up to then get to the big scene of penis in vagina sex. Right. Because we don't, to have sex, we don't have to just have penis in vagina sex. So that's what I'm trying to say mm. when I say foreplay is an outdated term. Because if you're viewing sex as the end being that you have penis in vagina sex or intercourse, mm. then maybe that's why you want foreplay. But if we're saying that any kind of way that we're relating to each other and being intimate and having outer course and intercourse, we don't need the term foreplay because it's all sex. Yeah, okay. Bang on, as usual, and <laughs> blame on one again. But, yeah, I get that because I'm sort of thinking back through, you know, some of my more profound sexual experiences and they weren't necessarily penis in vagina 
sex. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that's where we can just really open our mind mm. is we can really broaden our, our field of playing. There's so many other ways that we can be intimate with somebody and it doesn't have to just get to the point of having intercourse to then be like, oh, okay, I've had sex now. Yeah, you're exactly right. And the, the yeah. other thing about that is it's very heteronormative. Mm, you're right. Yes. Yes. I guess, yeah. How would you, if, if sex is penis in vagina sex. Yep. Then that's it. It really yeah. invalidates everyone else's experience. Yeah. You're and, exactly right. And we want to make sure that everyone feels validated in their experience. And, you know, as well for myself in my own journey, when I was struggling with the condition called vaginismus, mm. I disqualified myself from being in the category of someone that had had sex. Right, because you hadn't had penis in vagina sex. Exactly. So I think it's really important to break mm. down these, I guess, constructs that have been created mm. and open our minds a little bit more to think about why they've been created in the first place, which is often from a very patriarchal um, mm. idea. And when we want to think about having intercourse with somebody, and if you are having intercourse and you're a female and you're having it with a male, mm. vulva pleasure is really important. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I know that. I'm preaching to the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Jeez, I hate my family. I'm watching this. But, um, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, you're exactly right. And, I mean, whatever the statistics, and I can't remember what it is off the top of my head, but there is a large proportion of women who cannot orgasm from penis in vagina sex. Yes, I actually know that statistic. Good. So, <laughs> <laughs> so only about 18% of women can orgasm from penetrative sex. Yeah, that's not much, is it? No, so it's a very mm. small number of people. Mm. And so when we think about all the other people that are orgasming purely from clitoral stimulation, um, we don't need to have penetrative sex to be having good sex. Yeah. You're 100% right. I really love how you come on here and you challenge the norm, like in terms of how we all think, because we yep. think foreplay, then penis and vagina sex, and then we're spent. That's right. And there's so much more that we can bring to the experience by throwing that construct out the window. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. And it's just about really broadening the playing field and centering another person's pleasure as well. It's not just about one person's pleasure. It's about both people's pleasure because mm. you're doing something together. So just keeping an open mind. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So you would obviously um, work with clients on on this. And have you found that they're sort of, they balk at it to start with? Um, because you're challenging that belief. So I actually do this a lot with um, clients that I work with who are experiencing pain when it comes to sex. Mm. So for someone who is experiencing pain, for me to tell them that um, – intercourse is not the be all and end all is actually a sigh of relief for them yeah. because they're feeling sometimes in a position that they need to do it or they feel obliged. Um, and a lot of times when I tell them to take it off the table, they actually end up having better sex mm. than ever because there's not this underlying anxiety and pressure to have to do something that actually makes them feel a bit uncomfortable for the time being while they're working through a, a certain condition. Mm. So I find for those clients, they don't balk at it. They're actually like, oh, thank you. Someone's told me I don't have to do yeah. this. Yeah. So it's really good for them. Whereas for others, 
um, it is a new concept. Mm. Um, but the other thing that I like to explain as well is the physiology of pleasure and that um, when we take away this kind of rigorous way of having sex, which is just foreplay, okay, now we're ready to have penetrative sex. Okay, cool. Now we're done. What it does is it really just opens it up and it centers their pleasure more. Mm. So there, it enables them to speak up and to um, really ask for what they want. And it just really helps them and their partner to have a better sex. Yeah, and I guess taking that off the table because obviously, you know, with um, particularly with penetrative sex, there's a start point and an end point. Yes. And I guess taking that off the table would open up, you know, a lot of exploration and not having that hard start and stop. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. It opens it up to make it more of an exploratory experience, mm. a playful experience, and also even to take away the idea that it has to end in orgasm to qualify that you've mm. had sex. So what it just really does is it just takes away all that sort of conditioning, that prior conditioning of what deems sex and kind of puts it in their court and goes, well, you make the rules for your yeah. sex life. How do you want it to look? However, it feels good for you. However, feels right. And it's obviously going to change every time for people, but it really enables them to feel like they're not having to have sex in a certain way based on what society's conditioned them to do. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So listen, if you wanted to get some more information and explore this a little bit more, you do offer couples coaching and you also have some courses coming up. I do. I actually have something for the mums and dads. I love that. I love that for us. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I'm bringing a really great workshop called Sex Ed for Parents. Yeah. And how do you talk to your kids about sex? Oh, look, I, <laughs> I've just been thrown back to that. Um, where did I come from? Cartoon book. Um <laughs> <laughs> and also the uh, sex ed talk that you were given at school in uh, year four. Yes. And I sincerely hope that we've evolved a little <laughs> bit more. <laughs> I hope so too. Yeah. I'm really excited to bring this workshop. It's going to be a bit of sex ed because I don't know what people know. Mm. And then we're going to tackle some of the hard questions. You know, my kid wants to know where the babies come from. How do we talk about pleasure with our kids? How do we talk about body? How do we talk about consent? How do we talk about body autonomy? Oh, so important. All those things. So I'm yeah. going to be covering that in a two-hour workshop next Tuesday night, so on the 7th of March. Excellent. That's fantastic because, yeah, you're exactly right. The sex ed that tends to happen in that educational setting is very much just about the mechanics. Yes. And uh, not exploring things like pleasure. I don't think that was even a, like a concept that was brought nope. up at all. Uh, consent, how we navigate that, um, you know, and constructs like we've just talked about that, you know, um, sex doesn't have to be penis in vagina sex yep. um, and that we can own our pleasure. That's it. So what an awesome workshop to be bringing yeah. to parents. I'm really yeah. excited. I want to equip parents so that when their kids do throw them a question, they don't feel like they have to stumble over it and they don't feel confident. I want to make sure that everyone feels confident because we all know from our own experiences that we did have poor knowledge mm. and we want to make sure that we change that for the next generation coming through. 100% because if you don't have that knowledge and you don't um, explore those constructs, 
Um, there can be a lot of shame around it. Uh, there can be a lot of confusion around it, yep. you know, and then kids go and try and find the information themselves and how do they find that? Yep. Porn. Hard, hardcore porn. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't want that. We definitely don't want that. Yeah. Look, I love it. So how sh- can people get in contact with you okay, about so, this course? All right. So the best way to do it is um, if you go to my Instagram at conscious sexuality there's a link in my bio where you can just go and grab a ticket it's only $30 per household so it's super affordable because I know things are tough right now but this is really vital information so you can just make a date night out of it with hubby we're going to kick off at 7 30 p.m sorry not just hubby if you have another partner as well um and yeah 7th of march fantastic get on it jasmine thank you so much for joining us once again on after dark Sometimes cheeky, always fun. It's After Dark with Louise Wilkinson. Brought to you by Flirt Adult Store, Hamilton. Now, when I was setting up for this interview, Sindra said to me that she's going to give me a bit of a chat, a bit of a talking to this evening. Uh, And good friends do that, you know. They give you the stuff that you want to hear and then they give you the stuff that maybe you need to hear. And I consider myself a good friend of Sindra's, so I've buckled in because what I know about this girl is that she doesn't hold back. Sindra... Welcome to After Dark, I say, with a little bit of trepidation. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. And I think it is time to get you on the dating apps. To get you, you know, you're looking hot, you're looking glowing. It's um, it's ready to, you know, put yourself out there. Oh, Jesus. So you, you think it's time that uh, after a period of self-love reflection for me personally that you think that it's time that I uh, rip the Band-Aid off? Yeah, throw yourself into the pool, so to speak. Jesus, can I remember how to swim? Okay. All right. So, look. <laughs> I don't know because it's pretty rough out there. It is rough. It's rough, man. <laughs> there's rips. <laughs> there's sharks. There's, there's definitely red flags. I mean, there's so many analogies we can use. All right. Now, look, obviously I'm of a, of a certain age, but obviously when I was, you know, in my teens and early 20s, dating apps certainly weren't a thing. So and now that we've kind of got more insular, particularly after the pandemic, you know, we're not going out and meeting people in big groups and that sort of thing like we once did, like our behaviours have changed. So that has really pushed dating apps to the forefront of how we meet people, hasn't it? Absolutely. Like I, my girlfriends, we met on Tinder. Luke and I met on Tinder. <laughs> like it's, it, I don't meet that many people in real life anymore. <laughs> you know, like you hang out with the same people and especially when you are like a little bit older, you're not really going out to meet people. You're going out with your friends and you're kind of staying in that group. So it is like pretty hard to meet people, I feel, these days, Other like unless you go on an app. All right. So let's, let's chat about it. I'm ready. I'm open to suggestion. Right. <laughs> Where does one start? Well, I kind of wanted to the do's and don'ts of dating apps because I'm also currently on a dating app and to meet kind of, you know, someone to have fun with. Um, and there's been so many don'ts, don't do's. Right. And I'm just like, 
face palm emoji. Like what, what do you really think you're going to be able to attract someone with this behavior? So <laughs> do you know what I hate? Like I have dipped my toe in like from time to time, you know, like mm. a, a while ago. Why do people put pictures of themselves holding a fish? Like I don't understand. Why would that be attractive to a female? You're standing there on a boat, smelly, holding a fish. I don't get it. Yeah, so that's a definite don't. We'll put that in the definite don't (laughs) category. If you're a male and you're listening to this right now, that's a don't. I think for the do's, I love uh, unfiltered photos. So don't put your don't put your dog ear emoji like you know filters. No, no filters photos. Yep. You know, because you want to see what the person looks like. You want a current photo as well, by the way, not like a 10-year-old photo from when you were a different shape to what you are now, when you had different, you know, hair and a different, like, vibe. You want a current photo, a few current photos with no filters. Mm. Generally, you want a photo, a couple of photos of you, um, maybe a photo of, like, doing something that you love uh, and a photo with friends because... You want to look like you have, you have friends. validation. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say this, get your friend's permission before you put a photo of your friends on a dating app. Yeah, fair. And also make it obvious that, you know, you are sort of the central point of the photo so that they don't think that it's your friend turning up for the coffee date. Yes, because sometimes I look at these photos and I'm like, which one's you? Yeah. There's like one photo of their group of friends. I'm like, cool, which one are you? Because your friends are hot, but like, I don't know, which one, which friend are you? (laughs) So (laughs) make it clear who you are. Unfiltered photos, current photos, a variety of photos is really good. And then in the bio, like, you don't have to be like smart. You don't have to be like clever. Just put a bit about yourself. Just, Just be honest and upfront about who you are and what you desire. You know, don't put stuff like, oh, no time wasters or like, you know, I'm so sick of this app or whatever because that's just a shitty attitude to have putting out into the world. Right. <laughs> and, you, you know, you're, gonna, you're going to attract those people when you put no time wasting. Yeah, well, fair. You know, fair. you'll know if someone's wasting your time or not. Yeah. So honest bio, you know, a bit about yourself, make it cheeky, make it fun. And most people aren't going to read it anyway. They're going to look at your photos and go, oh, yeah, she's hot. Yeah, cute. Okay. Now, look, um, getting on to that, I mean, are there horses for courses? Because you and I are like great mates, and but we have like – we're looking for completely different things online. So are there horses for courses in terms of apps? Yeah. So – Look, yes and and no. So I met both, you know, Lou and Luke on Tinder. Mm. Generally, I would say a lot of people just use Tinder for hookups. Yeah. So it really depends on your intention and how you manifest people that you want to meet and the kind of way that you're showing up to your dating app. Really, you could be anywhere doing anything with a certain attitude, a certain vibe, and people are going to be magnetized to you and your desires. So really it's about how you're showing up into the space. Sure. 
However, generally Tinder tends to be like a hookup app. Bumble tends to be more of a deeper connection app from what I have gleaned. Mm. Hinge is also quite a good one for deeper connections. Uh, I'm on Field, which is more of something that you can have with your partner to like look for, you know, threesomes or group sex or yep. kinky stuff. That's kind of like more what Field is, I would yep. say. Yep. Uh, lots of open relating people go on Field. Right. Um, cool. Generally. Okay. Yeah. So that's the main ones that I know. There is like Red Hot Pie, which is more for hookups. Yep. You would guess that from the name, wouldn't you? I did have a yeah. vision of that American Pie movie when you said that. I, I don't think <laughs> yeah. I could get around that. Yep. <laughs> you know what? There is one that I haven't used, but I downloaded it because it looks really interesting called Gather. Right. Which, which is if you see someone in the street and you're like, they're hot, you can look and see if they're on this Gather app. So what do you do? Like take a sneaky photo of them? Well, like, so, like, you could see them and on the app and it would, like, check where they are and, like, if they come up on your app when they walk past you. You know when you just had that sliding oh, doors moment? yeah. And you think, I should say hello to that person. They just walked past. Then there is this gather app that you can go on and see if they're on there too. Oh, that would have been handy. I saw quite a dish out the front mm. of the chemist the other day. <laughs> should we put a shout-out to that person? You know how in the newspaper they used to say, like, um, yeah. They used to have those ads and it would be like, girl, like with the blue eyes that was drinking a coffee, that, you know, at 8.50 a.m. Look, yeah, I could have climbed that like a tree. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you need to get gather on and just go Maybe I do. <laughs> maybe I do. What a fantastic suggestion. Geez, you're useful. And isn't technology amazing? <laughs> <laughs> It's also a little bit stalkery. I don't. I don't know. It is how a little bit. That, it is a little bit. But <laughs> you know, as you say, like sliding doors moment. And if you, you know, if you're too much of a pussy to actually just walk up to them at the time, you can check if they're on this app. I like it. I like it yeah. a lot because I'm yeah. one of those people who, you know, like I think of some really profound things, but usually after the time that I should have said the profound thing. So that yeah. that really works for me. Yeah, yeah. Let's try that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so look, we connect with people. Um, as you said, like it is about the vibe. So what are maybe some red flags that we could look for um, when we're messaging back and forth? I'll tell you something that is a massive red flag. Okay. So in my profile is my Instagram handle. Mm. Because I'm like, you know, you probably, if you want to hang out with me, you probably need to have some idea of what I do uh, and be on board with it, right? So people that I haven't matched with have gone straight to Instagram and been like, hey, I saw you on Fields. And I'm like, yeah, cool. I didn't swipe on you. Yeah, right. Yeah. So going by bypassing the app, and going on your Instagram and saying, hey, I saw you on there. No, that's not cool. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. That That's a red flag. That's yep. a red flag. I think, you know, it's it's a good idea to get an idea of how people communicate straight up and if that's going to be suitable for you. A lot of people are very casual on apps. So I feel like if you make a connection, I try and take it off the app. And I'm like, hey, right. what's your Instagram or what's your phone number? Let's chat off the app. 
because, and then you can get a very clear idea of, again, how they communicate. Right. (laughs) If they're flaky, if they're ghosty, if they're non-committal, I mean, that's a red, obviously a red flag straight away. Yep. People are communicating to so many people on there. Sometimes. Yeah. You're just a, you're just a filler in or a. Yep. God, I'd love to have that amount of time. Right? I don't think I would like to have that amount of time, but no, I was like, no. it's like, how do you have time for this? You know, I, I think honestly the best thing to do is if you have a connection, if you think they're cute, then just get it off straight away. Yeah. Get it off the app and do a real life meetup. Right. Because, yes, there's red flags when you're messaging, but it is hard to tell really someone's true personality until you actually meet them. Yeah, very true, very true. And um, I guess safety is always a thing. So do you let someone know when you're going on a on a date or do you just, yeah? I'd let them know. And for a first date, I always do daytime. mm always try and do a daytime meetup. So a coffee, a walk, something very public, something very much in the day uh, or a drink, you know, at a busy, a busy location. Yeah. Yeah. And I always let at least one friend, I have um, the tracking thing on for one of my best friends. So she just tracks me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So turn it on with your bestie. Have that turned on with your bestie. Um, because, you know, if you do go, go back to their house and things happen, like have, have your bestie tracking you and just check in with them yeah. know, so they know that you're safe and, and you have someone there. I think it's it's pretty important because sometimes you feel a vibe and you're like, yeah, I'll go back to this person's house and you just, you know. You have to be, we have to be careful, women, anyway. We do. We absolutely do. All right. Well, look, thank you for your pearls of wisdom, young lady. I will take on board what you have to say. I'll think about it and report back. I can't wait to hear some stories. (laughs) (laughs) You'll probably get phone calls at 12 o'clock at night. Like, damn it, (laughs) Cinder. I'm here for it. <laughs> oh, love it. Cindra Banks <laughs> is an intimacy coach. You can find her on Instagram at Cindra Banks. Have a look at what she does. She helps couples, singles, everybody on all sides of the spectrum with their sex life, intimacy, and uh, getting the best out of their pleasure. So thank you so much for joining us once again on After Dark. Thank you. It's After Dark, only on Newcastle Live Radio. Brought to you by Flirt Adult Store, Hamilton. Well, tonight on After Dark, I have the ugly truth boys, but uh, you may see the problem. Uh, I only have one of them. But the OG, the original and still the best, my kindergarten buddy. That's me. Matthew. How are you tonight? Living the dream, Louise. Living the dream. Excellent. I'm really glad to hear it. Now, I have a whole bunch of questions that girls have written in because they want your wisdom. Now, I must let you know that obviously this man is not a qualified counsellor or therapist in any way. But if you wanted the kind of answers that you're going to get at the pub, you're in the right space. So... Let's get started. We give started. the truth, Louise. I give the truth. You absolutely do. The ugly truth. 
Mm, this is – I'd be really interested to see what your opinion is on this. My boyfriend and I have a lot of fights about his Instagram behaviour. He follows a lot of models and will post public comments on their posts telling them how hot they are. I've told him that it really hurts my feelings and he always says, it's just the internet, it's not real life. Recently, I found one long comment he wrote in which he told the girl that he would love to be with her and he knew that she would do things in the bedroom that his girlfriend would never do. I was devastated and I still don't know if I'm allowed to be this upset. Is what he was doing okay or is it just the internet? Does it count as some sort of emotional cheating? Mm. Okay, dive my, in. My first thoughts is to get rid of him. He's obviously not happy and he's looking around. Yep. That's my honest opinion. Get rid of him. Yep. Uh, you could also try getting a bit more freaky in bed. Obviously, uh, maybe she's not getting a freak on enough. But, yeah, I'd, just, I'd get rid of him. Yeah. Look, I think it's, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty underhanded, isn't it? You shouldn't be looking around. If you're happy in a relationship... You just look look at what you've got. Hundred percent, and you know, and if that conversation needs to be had, then by all means have it. But uh, yeah, I think I think discovering that maybe you know there's a there's a bit of a disconnect in the bedroom by some models Instagram may not be the way to go. You think? Well, we all want to be with a model, but <laughs> maybe maybe consider a three way with one of the models. Maybe, but, yeah. You know, that's something you could really consider. <laughs> if you're not into that, well, maybe get rid of him. Yeah, okay. All right, so it's all about technology tonight, Bartley. Yes, it is. Here's another one. You ready? Far away. Okay. I really enjoy getting dick pics from my boyfriend, and I ask him to send them to me often. But the problem is that I don't want to reciprocate. I know it's hypocritical, but I get scared about the photo somehow leaking. I also don't get very turned on by taking them. My boyfriend has commented that he would like me to send some to him in return, but he hasn't pushed the issue. I feel guilty about it, but not guilty enough to send my own dirty pics. Is this okay? I'm not one into dirty pics, if I'm honest. It's not for me. Look, I have to tell you, in in another life, right, I was uh, part of a sporting team and there was a whole talk on the dangers of dick pics and where they can end up. I've got no problem with someone seeing my dick. None at all. (laughs) But it just doesn't do it for me sending a dick pic. Yeah, but what I'm saying is is that I can kind of understand where she's coming from because once you send that, it's out there. I, you know, most guys wouldn't care if someone saw what they were, what they were tackling. But girls, girls would be completely different. Yeah, and uh, happily, if you want to send me nudes or someone wants to send me nudes, I'll look. But it's not, uh, it's not my uh, kettle of fish, so to speak. Yeah, but the thing is, like the thing, the thing that I think she's scared of is, is that say they break up. Yep. You know, and he is revenge. Ha- exactly. Yeah, I'd have, I'd have you know, person I knew that did that. Yeah. Got, got nudes from their girlfriend and put them on the internet. Yeah, well, there you go. He got himself in a little bit of trouble. Yeah. So, listen. I, I think he was actually Muxus, mate, not mine. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you guys have some interesting mates. But, listen, back to dick pic aficionado. Um, I would just accept the, the gifts and just say, look, it's not my bag, and um, but I really enjoy getting them from you. And... His ego will allow him to keep sending you dick pics, and I don't think that it's a lose-lose situation. Once to you've be looked honest. at it once, but it's not going to change, is it? Or it depends. I mean, you can you can get very um, you know technical with it. It might grow, that. but it's not going to it's not going to change colour or anything, is it? 
Well, it depends on what filter you use, well, doesn't it? I suppose. It? Yeah. Okay, on Snapchat, you could use one of them little filters, put ears on it and stuff like that now. <laughs> you could do pretty much whatever you wanted. Imagine that. Imagine. Okay, here we go. Next question. You ready? I'm always ready. Okay. Oh, here's one you can relate to. All right. My boyfriend watches a lot of porn. I actually like watching porn too, but only when we're together. My boyfriend often says that he's not in the mood for sex, but then I'll see him watching porn. It makes me feel like he's choosing porn over me, which of course hurts my feelings and makes me resentful. I would love for him to initiate sex instead of turning on his laptop. Pissed at porn. Just depends on how good looking she is. Some of the models in the porn are pretty good looking. Okay, but you're seeing the issue here. Oh, to a degree. What sort of porn is it? I don't know. Is it, that is It could be anime. It could be gangbang. <laughs> it just depends what you're into, I suppose. Well, I'd be concerned if it was like male-male porn and he was watching that when she was in bed asleep. Yeah, well, that's a whole other conversation, well, isn't it? I don't know. You ha- she didn't specify. Well, she didn't, but... I think what she's trying to say is, is that she wants to, is he's not initiating sex because he's um, spanking the monkey over the laptop. Well, he should be doing both, at least. Well, exactly. I mean, Satisfy- I think, Satisfying her, yeah. and then if he wants a bit more later on, she's in bed, we'll go for his life. That's right, but not yep. instead of, is what we I'm saying. We can probably give him some, some uh, teach him how to breathe through his ears if he wants. Look, you go for gold. I mean, yeah. maybe we'll do a workshop with you guys. We could. Yeah. How Mucks to- and Bart, if Mucks ever turns up again. Yeah, right? <laughs> Why don't you just start right. at the end? Because, like, All right. this guy okay. take you forever. So this woman has, like, she's married with kids and yep. her son started acting oh. out because she has such little time with them. So she changed to overnight shift so that she could spend more time. And she doesn't mind, but her husband does. And she says, we have very different schedules now, so we have no time for each other. Should I consider changing my job and taking less pay for morning shifts or is my husband being selfish? Tough one. No, I, th- I think she's better off changing a shift, working during the day like everyone else and um, spending more time with her husband. It's I get that on the, the service. Well, it's not because it's she changed her shifts to overnight so that she could spend more time with the kid. Yeah, but so, you're going to be sleeping if you're working at night. So didn't you say the kid was acting out? Um, no, what she's saying is, see what I have to deal with? See what happens when you're not here, Max? So... What she's saying is, is that she changed her overnight shift so that she could spend more time with the child during the day because she yep. was working through the day. He wasn't seeing her yep. enough, so he started acting out. So now she's gone to uh, like overnight shift so that she could spend time with the son, but now the husband's complaining. So the yep. poor woman can't win. What's the kid doing out of school? Shouldn't he be at school? <laughs> Get him a job. That'll <laughs> fix him up. Oh. Put him on the tool straight away. Okay. All right. Um Yep, it's actually a scary thing that you're a parent, um, but... Just about to get a young fella a job too. Yeah, I bet. Him Put job. him to work. I know. Does not surprise me at all. Last question for you this evening. You ready? Yep. I've been dating my boyfriend for a year and a half, and it's going incredibly well, but I've been very unhappy with work. I got a job offer in Brisbane, and I think it could be a good thing for me to get out of Newcastle for a while, but... My partner isn't keen on the idea. Can long distance work? No. Short answers no. Yeah. Short answers no. Um, if she was moving away for a month or so, so, yes, it could work. But any more than that, you're going away for six months. Both years are going to start looking around. Yeah, there's no connection and yeah, yeah that sort of thing. I do agree with that. Um, yeah, I think. 
pretty much like a year and a half in is fairly significant as yeah. well. Like it's not like they've just been dating for a little while. So, um, yeah, I would think very carefully about that and whether you might be able to get something a little bit closer to home. It, it does depend on the money, but if, if she's um, – she her wage doubled or tripled or something, like maybe he could move with her if he loves her that much. But yeah. it would also depend on the figure. If you're yeah. going up to Queensland or Brisbane for – $10,000 extra, yeah, well, you're better off probably just finding a job in Newcastle, being close to the family. Yep. But if you're, you know, you're going up to a three or $400,000 wage, then I think you should jump in the car with you and maybe be a house husband. Yeah, nothing wrong with that, is there? Yeah, no. I'd love a maid when I got home. I'd love to be a house husband. <laughs> ah, be wonderful. Yeah. Well... That was the ugly truth for this week, and we will report back on Mux's whereabouts once we find out. But thanks for holding the fort down, Not Matthew. a problem. I, I think he got wind that you were going to tell him that he, you're cutting him from the show, and that's why he hasn't turned up. Yeah, look, that's actually not best, the case. Best thought. Yeah, um, look, we'll uh, we'll report back. Thank you, OG. Um, if we're crying next week, you know he's drowned. <laughs> that was... The Ugly Truth, and you're listening to After Dark on Newcastle Live Radio. Sometimes cheeky, always fun. It's After Dark with Louise Wilkinson. Brought to you by Flirt Adult Store, Hamilton. Hope you've enjoyed tonight's show. I've got a few things to explore by the looks of it. I shall report back. And also... As to Mux's whereabouts, we will fill you in next week. Same bat time, same bat channel on After Dark. I'm Louise Wilkinson. Thanks for listening.